because you can do better than that. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly confess that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for to, to be able to fellowship around your word. We ask God that your spirit will teach us with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So that when we leave, Father... Our minds and our hearts will be engraved with your word inside of our spirit. I thank you, Father, that faith will come, come to have a life that is blessed. That those will hear, will hear with ears to hear. And I thank you that their lives will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Our theme and direction for 2009 is a year of all sufficiency in all things. And so far, we've covered three lessons that were designed to help us see that it is God's desire and will for us to live a blessed life. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you were designed to live a blessed life. The goal of this series is to remove from our thinking all of the false information that we've been exposed to regarding being blessed, and then lay the foundation of biblical truth regarding God's position of blessing that he wants us to have, live, and give. So today, we're going to complete the nine ways in which we can walk in to experience God's blessings for our lives. And so I want you to turn to our scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 2 Corinthians 9. This is our foundational scripture that we've been using for the whole Uh, teaching and our point for this particular scripture is that all sufficiency in every area first starts with being blessed second corinthians chapter 9 all sufficiency in every area of your life first starts with being blessed because god told abraham he said abraham i will bless you and then you are going to be a blessing so you must have it before you can give it say this with me say i must have it before i can give it Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I'm starting in verse 6, it says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a what kind of giver? He loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace, which means favor, abound toward who? You, toward the giver. That you always having all what? Sufficiency in how many things? All things may abound to every good work. And so we read here that God's promise to believers is that we're supposed to have a life that is all sufficient. In other words, we should not be struggling and we should not have lack in any area that we have need of. Somebody say amen to that. 
Now, to some of you all, you're probably saying, Pastor, I just don't see it. I, I want to challenge you. In fact, I challenge you to listen to this series until you know every word that I say. Because by the time that word reaches your heart, the word produced in the heart is designed to produce fruit in your life. And it is hard. Now, listen, listen to me now. It is hard to live in this world and not be bombarded with, with negative information. And not be affected by it without you b- being entrenched with the word. I mean, I had a meeting with the, the, the seller of the land. And w- we had to push it some days back because he, was, he had no He said, I don't have a problem. I see you all can pay the, the, the down payment for the land. I can see you all can even, even make the monthly payment. He said, I just can't see you all coming up with $1.2 million at the end. And in my mind, I'm thinking... Should it matter to you? <laughs> but you know, he's an older gentleman. He was really concerned about us and all that. And I'm with him, but I had to kind of pump faith into him. Amen. I said, because because he said, you know what? You should plan to not do as well as you did last year as a church. That's what he said to me. He said, you should, you should plan to go down. The economy's bad. Foreclosures are everywhere. And I had to give him a story, and I'm going to give it to you, even though I didn't intend to give you this. This is not even part of my lesson, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Because I gave him this story. I had to talk to that man. I had to talk to that man. I said, listen to me. <laughs> I said, one day last year, it was real cold outside. It was so cold, and the weathermen, they just piped it up. They said, oh, it's going to be snowing and raining and sleet and ice and all this stuff. I think it was not last year, year before last. It be, and, and this is what they said on the news, treacherous weather is coming. Well, you know us as Texans, we believe it. And it was cold. I mean, it was cold. So that, that Saturday, I mean, I was ready. So I went out and bought some wood, the fake kind and the real kind. I went and got me some movies from Blockbuster. My wife and I in heaven, we was going to watch movies and not go to church that Sunday. We were going to cancel church. And so I prayed and, I, and the Lord didn't say nothing to me. So I said, well, let me call a couple of pastors around here to see what they say about church. And so I called one and he said, well, pastor, my church, no, we're going to have church rain, sleet, or snow. Because I'll sleep in the church if I have to. It's like, well, I can't sleep in the school. That, that won't work for me. Then the other one's like, well, the weather says it's going to be bad, so we're not having church. So I'm like, okay, I still didn't feel a peace. Now, I don't want to have church because I don't like cold weather. I don't want to have church. I done already bought my movies in the wood. So I called Gateway, which is, a, you know, a church of ours, and they, they were in a meeting. They, they were checking to see, and they said, well, we're going to have church. So I told uh, the administrator, I said, listen, let's see in the morning what the weather's going to look like. Got up, and the weather was still the same. But it was cold. And, and I was like, God, ain't nobody going to be here at church. And I was right. When I got here, half of half was here. Maybe like this little small section right here. But we had some good praise and worship that day, though. I mean, it was great. Everything was good. I didn't even preach that good. Because I, I wanted to be at home at the movies. But let me tell you my point. Here's my point. Here's my point. First of all, I don't live by what you give. I live by what I give. 
And no pastor wants to just eliminate church because you, whatever budget you got, it's shot for that, that week because you don't have nobody to take up no offering. Oh, I didn't care about that because I was like, it's cold. And so, and we don't have midweek service, so we can't recoup from that. And so, but I was willing to not have church at all. I was like, forget that. But God wanted me to have church. And when I got here, I was like, Lord, look, half a half. And so watch this now. When they counted the offering on Monday, God had already put it on one of our members' heart to give a special offering over and above what they normally do. He had already done that on that Saturday. He said, okay, well, on, church on Sunday, I want you to give this. Watch this. What we counted on that, on that Monday for offer or whatever they counted, it was the same as if everybody was here. And I looked at that old man. I said, sir, God told me that day, Evan, it ain't about you. It's about me. And so I can't plan on doing bad because that's not the nature of God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the nature of God is to go up and not down. It's to go forward and not backwards. All right. Now, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, you don't have to turn there. Here was my point. God's original intent for mankind was for us to be blessed and live in a constant state of blessing. The word blessing means happy, to, be, to speak well of, to prosper. It's a state in which a person has an abundant supply of spiritual and material resources that allows them to live a life of more than enough at all times. Now, being blessed can come about in several ways, and this is what we've been talking about. There are nine ways that we have discovered that we can become blessed and so i've given you now six of them i will finish the last three the first one that i did was pronouncement this is when god uses someone to declare over you words of blessing and words of increase we saw that in mark chapter 26 verse 26 this is when jesus took well uh, mark 10 14 this is when jesus blessed the kids he put his hands on them and he blessed them he pronounced a blessing on them then uh, the second one was promise this is where god will bless you because of a promise made to you or to someone else then we talked about posterity this is where future blessings are assigned and promised to a future generation then we talked about position this is where blessings are available when i'm in a certain position and then we talked about planting or planted that's where my blessings are connected to an assigned place and we saw one of those assigned places is the house of god then we talked about proving and this is where i'm going to pick up I'm going to pick up on proving because we did some of it last week, but I didn't complete it. Now, proving, I use that as another word for obedience. Say obedience. And this is where blessings are directly connected to my obedient actions. See, there are some blessings that you will not get without being obedient to God. Now, see, some Christians have decided to just live on the barely blessing a long street. See, I want as much as I can get. Why? Not to be selfish with it, but if Jesus died for me to have an abundant life, guess what? That's what I want to have. And so we have to, there are certain actions of obedience that we must do. Now go to Genesis chapter 22 very quickly. Genesis 22. Genesis 22. Oh, you can write this down as point number one under this point under proving. Our obedience potentially affects the blessings of our children and possible generations to come. Your obedience right now to God affects or uh, potentially affects the blessings of your children and possible generations to come. Genesis chapter 22, look in verse 18. It says, uh, look in verse 17. He says that in blessing, I will bless thee. This is God talking to Abraham. And in multiplying, I will multiply you as the stars of the heaven. 
And as the sand of which is on the sea shore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Watch verse 18. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Watch why. Because you have what? Obeyed what? My voice. So he told Abraham that the blessings of his future children and children's children was contingent upon him obeying God. Now, let me give you another one. Go over now to Deuteronomy chapter 28. We looked at this one last week. Deuteronomy 28. Here's the point under this one. Obeying God can affect every area of your life. Deuteronomy 28. Obeying God can affect every area of your life. And that's why I have, designed, I have decided to live a lifestyle of obedience. Now, you're not going to be obedient like 90, I mean, 100% of the time. Everybody's going to mess up. You know what I mean? But I've decided, though, that when I mess up, I'm going to make sure I get back right with God. I'm not going to stay in my mess up. You know what I'm saying? And so here, I want you to see that obeying God can affect every area of your life. Look at now in verse 1. He says, and it shall come to pass that if you will hearken... To the voice of the Lord your God and to and observe and to what? Do how much of his commandments? All of his commandments. That means you need to obey God on a consistent basis. Watch what's going to happen in verse 2. And all these blessings shall come on you and what? Overtake you if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. So watch this now. I want you to see that some blessings are connected to my obedience. And he said, these blessings will overtake me. But watch what else it says here. So watch this now. Obedience can cause overtaking blessings. But watch what else it says in verse 3. He says, blessed shall you be in the city. That's where you live. Blessed shall you be in the field. That's where you work. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. That means if you're trying to have a baby and, or, you, or your children. Blessed shall be the fruit of your ground. Blessed shall be your cattle. Blessed shall be your increase of your kind. In other, and then in verse 5, he says, blessed shall be your basket. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. In other words, your obedience is connected to your blessings. And that's why at all times I try to be sensitive to God and obey what he tells me to do, regardless of how much sense it makes to me or not makes to me, because there's a blessing connected to my obedience. And so this is how I got over disobeying God most of the time. I just, may, I just understood that when I obey him, blessings come. Now, I might not see him today, but my, my obedience sows a seed for a harvest of blessings the next day. Are you with me? Now, here's another one. Go to Job 36. Job 36. This is a good one. Job 36. That is probably right before Psalms. You, got the book, you have the book of Job. Chapter 36, obedience to God in our service can cause lifetime prosperity and years of pleasure. That's my point. Job 36, 11, obedience to God in our service causes lifetime prosperity and years of pleasure. Watch this. Job 36, 11. Listen to what it says. He says, if. Y'all see that word if? You know, when I was growing up, they said if if was a fifth, we would all be drunk. Y'all ever heard that? Uh, I'm just showing my age right about now. I only saw about three hands go up. He says, if, watch this now, they, what's the next word? Okay. If they obey and what? Serve him, they shall spend their what? Days in what? 
prosperity and their years in what? My goodness. And that word prosperity means good. It means rich. It means the best. In other words, he's saying when you obey and serve God, you will spend your days in the best. How many like to have the best? Amen. Now, I'm going to move to my next point because I really want to cover this. It's partnership. Everybody say partnership. Now, partnership, this is, we're talking about ways in which God will bless us. He will bless you through partnership sometime. And this is where my blessings come because of who I am connected to and associated with. Now, go to, uh, go to Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to give you four people as examples. I may not cover them all, but I'm going to give you four people as examples. All right, Genesis chapter 12. Here's the first person we're going to look at, and it's Abraham. Then the second person we're going to look at is Jacob. The third person we may look at is Joseph. And then the fourth person, well, I know what we're going to look at because it's the New Testament. I, don't, I want to give reference to the New Testament. It's Peter. All right, Genesis chapter 12. Here's the point. Partnership is where my blessings come because of who I am connected to or associated with. Watch this. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3 and 4. Watch what God told uh, Abraham. He says, I will bless them that bless you and curse those that what? Curse you. In other words, God was saying to Abraham, whoever is a blessing to you, I'm going to bless. Now, I'm going to prove to you that that's true because now let's go over to Genesis chapter 13 and let's look in verse 2. Well, let's look in verse 1. It says, And Abraham went out of the city of Egypt, he and his wife, all that he had, and who else? And Lot went with him. I wonder why Lot went with Abraham. I think Lot went with Abraham because he knew that God was going to bless Abraham. Now, let me prove to you why. Listen, this is a principle in Scripture that you can connect to who God is blessing and get blessed yourself. Now, watch this. Go down to Genesis. Let's go to uh, verse, uh, go to 22 now. Go to chapter 22, and let's look in verse 18. Let's look and see what happened to Lot. Genesis 22, let's look in verse 18. All right, it says, I'm going to look in verse 17. That in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply you, and in stars are your seed, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know what blah, blah, blah mean, don't you? Let me see if I can find which one I'm looking at. Go back to 13. Go back to 13. That's where I should have stayed. Go back to Genesis 13. Now watch this. Look in verse 5. Well, look in verse 2. It says, And Abraham was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. So God made Abraham rich. Look in verse 5. And Lot also, who went with Abraham, he had flocks and he had herds and he had tents. In other words, who you associate with and are connected to, you got to be careful who you connect with because they may not be connected with blessing. Now, let's look at another person. Go now over to the Genesis, but let's look in chapter 30. Genesis 30. Genesis chapter 30. Blessings can come through connecting with someone. Blessings can come when connecting to someone. Genesis chapter 30. And you, if you're taking notes, write down verse 27. Watch this. Now, this was J- Jacob who had been working for his wives for his father-in-law named Laban. And in verse 27, it says, And Laban said unto him, he's talking about Jacob, I pray you, if I have found favor in your eyes, stay or tarry. 
For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. God will bless you sometimes just because of somebody else. And this is why I'm telling you this because, see, you got to be careful of who you form partnerships with. Now, let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. Go to now Genesis 39. Go to Genesis 39. God's favor on someone else can result in a blessing to you. God's favor on somebody else can come as a result as a blessing to you. Genesis 39, watching verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the hands of the Ishmaelites, which he had brought down there. And the Lord was with who? Joseph. So, you know, even though you were, he was in slavery, the Lord was with him. And he was what kind of man? A prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. But watch this now. Look in verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. In other words, he saw that God's hand was on Joseph. And because of that, watch verse 4. And Joseph found grace in his sight and served him. And he made him overseer over his house. And all that he did, he put his hand to he was the overseer. And then watch verse 5. This is a good verse. And it came to pass from, time, from that time he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had. That the Lord, watch this now, blessed the Egyptian's house for whose sake? Joseph's sake. And so when you find people that God's hand is on, you need to hang around them. Now I'm not talking about being a smooch and a leech. Always walking around with your hand out. This came through service. I got a testimony this week from a member. Said they just went to volunteer at a, a local business. They went to get something done and, and they walked in and the place was kind of all, I mean, the, the person did good work, but it was kind of all cluttered and stuff. And, and she was like, hey, let me just help you clean this place up. So she just came on her own time and volunteered to help clean the place up. And after a couple of weeks, you know, the man, you know, the older man, real old, really need to be retired. And he just said, you know what? Why don't I teach your husband this business? It makes $400 a day. And I give it to y'all. I'm ready to retire. I'll only make you pay $15,000 for it, but you've got five years to pay it off. Now, y'all, that's unheard of. I don't know what y'all talking about. Nobody didn't even know the man. So guess what? When you're connected to people who are blessed, God will bless you. Let me give you one more. Go now over to the book of Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. You can get blessed just by being around the right people. In other words, good company brings good things. So that's why some of y'all need to stop hanging around some of the people you're around. Because they're not bringing you blessings. They getting you pulled over, got weed in their pocket. <laughs> you getting DWIs and going on and you, they going to tell you, listen, just, just because you innocent don't mean you going to be innocent when the police come. If they have drugs on them, you have drugs on you. Amen. Most of us too old for that. So let me just put it into 2009. If they drunk, you're going to get stopped too. 
And when they gonna tell, let's just say they drunk and they drive in their car and you on, you on the passenger side. Well, I hope you don't have, I hope you're not under the influence because you're going down with them. But let's just say the police stop them. You're going to have to walk home because the police are going to tow that car. It's not your car. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know who drinking in here, but I hope it's good. Watch this. <laughs> I'm not against drinking. <laughs> I like water. Coke, Pepsi, Sprite. Look at Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. You can get blessed just by being around the right people. Good company brings good things. Luke chapter 5, now look in verse 3. Watch this now, watch this. It was talking about Jesus. And he entered into one of the ships which was named Simon. And he asked him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the people out of Peter's ship. Watch verse 4. Now, when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Peter answering said unto him, Master, we've toiled all night. We've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. Watch this. And the net began to what? Break. Watch verse 7. And they beckoned unto their who? Partner. Their what? Their partners, watch this, which were in the other ships that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships and both ships had so much it began to sink. If these people, if, if watch this, if those people were not connected to Peter, they never would have got the blessing that Peter got. And what I'm saying is you got to be connected to good people. And let me tell you something. That's very important spiritually as well. You want to be connected to a church that's doing something and going somewhere. Can I tell you a secret? There's only one thing that I can think of that I really failed in life. And that thing that I failed at, I didn't ask God to do it. I just wanted to do it. Most of my decisions have worked. Everything I touch seems like it just turned to gold. I bet if I touch you, you're going to turn. I want, I want. Uh, now, I don't, I don't want you to turn stiff. She just got married. I need you to, you know, still be able to, you know, be married. But, you know, one time I, I wanted to invest some money into commodities. I had been reading on commodities for like five years. And my wife was finally, she was like, look, when are you going to stop reading, man, and do something? Right. So I was like, okay, well, can I have 10000 to to, to, to to use it? She was like, okay, all right. So I invested that money. First couple of days, boy, it was, you know, they send you reports. It was, whoo, I was getting rich. And then I started getting poor. I lost all that money. All 10 grand. We had a great tax write-off that year. Everybody say years ago. Yeah, that was years ago because I ain't trading commodities no more. Now, you can do that. That's fine. But here's my point. That's the only thing I can think of that haven't worked for me. In other words, you got to get around people that stuff worked for. Nothing wrong. And you know what? You don't always have to be the person that it's working for. You know, I'm connected to my pastor. Because what he does works. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. So we've seen four people of partnerships that can be a blessing to our life. Here's the last one that I want to give you. Because number nine, I'm starting a new series on, a new series of lessons next week. Here's the last one. Principle. Everybody say principle. principle. I'm talking about ways in which you can be blessed. And one of those ways is just through principle. And this is where God will bless you. As he has others because you've displayed the same type of faith and obedience that they've displayed. 
All right? Second Chronicles, you can write this down. Don't turn to it. Second Chronicles, chapter 19, verse 7. It says, Wherefore, now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, nor respect the persons with him. In other words, that scripture is saying that God is not, he don't show favoritism. And so listen, here's my point. What God will do for one, he will do for another as long as that person operates in the same level of faith and obedience the other person did. So let me give you an example of that. Go to 2 Kings very quickly. 2 Kings, we only have one more scripture after this. 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. And then you can write down verse 8. 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 8. Respect for a person's anointing or call or blessings on their life will cause you to receive from that same anointing and call. Watch this now. Second, Second Kings chapter 2. Watch verse 13. I mean chapter 2 verse 8. Alright, watch what it says. And Elijah took his mantle and he wrapped it together and he smote the waters or he hit the waters with his cloak and then it divided So that they were both able to go over on dry ground. Let me just tell you what happened. They were getting ready to cross over to the other side. And there was water or a river in between them. Elijah took off his, you know, it was like a cape. You know, I think he thought he was Batman or somebody. And, And, you know, he took it off and he hit the water with it. And when he did it, the waters divided. And it not only divided the water, but the Bible says they walked across on dry ground. So that was his mentor. Let's see what happened. Then in verse 9. It says, and it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I will and I'll do it for you. And he said, I'm asking for a double portion of the spirit that's on you. He said, I want the same kind of faith that you got. Now, listen, see, watch what happened. Verse 10. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, when you see me, when I'm taken from you, it shall be done. And watch this now. In verse 12, in verse 11, the Lord took Elijah up. And then in verse 12, it says, and Elijah saw it. And he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel. Watch this. And the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them. Watch this. Verse 13. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. He went back. He stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the same mantle that Elijah had. And what happened? He smote the waters. And he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted for him. In other words, what God will do for one in principle, as long as you operate the same amount of faith and obedience, he will do it for another. Now watch this. Go to Matthew chapter 10 and I'll close right right here. Matthew chapter 10. That's in the New Testament. That's the first book in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 10. Let me show you this. Matthew 10. Watch this. Verse 41. All right. It says, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man reward. In other words, what Jesus is saying here is what you will receive, whatever you believe. And I had a cousin, everybody say years ago. Some of y'all have heard the story. But years ago, a cousin called me and he said, he said, man, cuz, I called to get the balance of my credit card. To make the payment. 
and the balance was zero. And I asked him, well, what happened? They said, well, somebody made the payment, but you don't owe any money. And he called me, and instead of being jealous, I started rejoicing with him. I was like, whoo, cuz. I said, man, that's live. I said, you know what, man? God going to do the same thing for me. And I best begin to start saying, Lord, I thank you that if you cancel his debt that way, you're going to cancel some debt like that for me. And it wasn't even long. It was like maybe a month or two after that. We had like a $3,000 balance on a credit card. I, did, I called in. No, I didn't call in. When I, when I got it back, it had a credit on it. It said that they owed me $130-something. I mean, no, I didn't want to call them. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to mess this blessing up. I don't know if this is a lot or not, but... So I didn't call them. Then I got the next statement. And what was happening is that my monthly payment was steady coming, going up. So like it was 131 I owed. Then 131 times two is what they said that they owe me now. I was like, well, that coming, I'm going to just keep waiting in. I waited a third month and it went up some more. I was like, I better call somebody before I get in some trouble here. I call those folks. They don't know who it was and what happened. Not only was my debt wiped out, they sent me a check for the difference that was on the balance. Because what God would do for one, he would do for another if you would believe. So here's my question to you. What are you daring to believe for God to do for you? You know, I believe God wants to cancel some debt here in 2009. Some of y'all are making your payments, and you know what? That's fine. Make your payments. But make your payments with a confession. Father, I thank you for debt cancellation in my life. I thank you, God, for using somebody for their influence and their power to be a blessing to me. Don't just pay your bills. Pay them with faith. Right now, the only bills our church pay are the bills that come in. We don't owe nobody nothing. Amen. And I believe, because next week, you can't miss next week. I'm starting a whole new series, and it's going to move us into our giving month. Now, I'm going to give a disclaimer to those who are, who are visiting, so y'all will know. We typically talk about giving once a year. But let me tell you why I have such a conviction on giving. Why I can do it and don't even blink? Because I know it's for you. I've learned it for my life. It's part of my life. It's ingrained. I, it's, it's almost an addiction for me. It's, it's bad almost. It's almost to a fault. It's a, it's a default. Now, I'm not going to give you, you know, I'm not going to give you the money to keep my lights on. But I'll I, I, I bless you, though. You know, I was driving down the road the, yesterday, the day before yesterday, and heaven was with me. And there's a homeless man that lives in Mansfield. You know, and, and I see him, and when I see him, I bless him, you know. And so he was walking across the traffic, and I pulled down my window, and I said, hey! He recognized my car. He came over. I gave him 20, by, $20. He was like, Jesus Christ, and he walked away. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's what he said. Because God wants you to be blessed so you can be a blessing. Give the hand clap to the Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here this morning. 
And I can tell you now that the blessed life first starts with having Jesus Christ in your heart. In fact, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. So life really doesn't start. Blessings in your life.